Hello, welcome to Chance Time, a generic video game podcast hosted by myself, Ryan Speakman, as well as Curtis Lowe. Hello. And Paul Bills. Good evening. Today, I bought raspberry dark chocolate vitamin water at the store. It tastes exactly how it sounds, and I don't know if that's good or bad, but I won't be purchasing it again. <laughs> is it creamy? No. Or it is chocolate water? It's like chocolate water raspberry. It's more raspberry, but it's yeah. got that like chocolate aftertaste. Chocolate water is not a thing. Chocolate water sounds strange. Yeah, but I had to try it. you drink the, the Yoohoo? Uh, I do. I do like you. Who actually? Okay. <laughs> that's that's like chocolate water to me too. I I could see the argument there for sure. And as a longtime Ovaltine drinker, it doesn't sit right with me. <laughs> I I nice. never I never dabbled with the Ovaltine. I was more. Oh, really, it's an old person thing. House. Yeah, at my house growing up, we did the Ovaltine. Okay. Yeah. We we did Nesquik. Which That's was this week seemed like grainy to me the one time I had it. Mm. Uh, which, when I was a child, it was actually Nestle Quick. No. <laughs> Lost the letter, suffered the years. Yeah, well, it, I remember when it they like rebranded as Nest Quick and it was a big deal. Uh, here's a deep cut for you guys. Did you ever do Postum? Uh, I don't know that one. No, I feel like I've seen that container somewhere. Yeah, we did post them sometimes in my house. It was like a, you don't want to drink coffee, but you want to pretend to drink coffee. Oh, that's what I, okay, yeah, my dad was just here over Thanksgiving and he was trying to find it at the grocery store. And I had no idea what he was talking about. Yeah, it's, it's not good. But I think I that's what it was. Straight coffee isn't either, supposedly. So, yeah, I've tried stuff like that. Like, I I tried a a coffee that was like basically just corn, but it, yeah, it I did not like that either. Wasn't my thing. Yeah, I think like that in Guatemala it was called called more calf. Okay, that's uh, that's what uh, I think it Charlotte was like calls it. Corn. I can't remember. Yeah, in El Salvador they call it corn coffee, café de maíz. Oh, so is it like actually? It's not an atol. No. It was like actually okay. like coffee flavored. It was like a coffee thing. Yeah. Okay. Because they had hot drinks in Guatemala that was like made out of coffee, but it was like a creamy corn. Like I had actual chunks of corn in it and uh, it was hot. Okay. They had a rice one and stuff. Those are good though. Yeah, I think I've had that too. And I agree that is good. Yeah. The rice one was just like 
hot milk and rice and cinnamon. <laughs> it was really good. That, that is the best. I I love that. Not quite horchata. Yeah. Right. But similar. Rice with milk. Yeah, I didn't have to go for that. It's good stuff. So I, I sent you guys the new flavors of vitamin water just so you could see them. Oh, good. One makes more sense than the raspberry dark chocolate, the coconut lime, which I also saw and it did catch my attention. Coconut lime would be good. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like a good idea. But then I saw raspberry dark chocolate and I was like, I got to try this for the podcast. I didn't even think for the podcast. I just wanted to try it, but <laughs> or the podcast. We got to we got to keep our drink conversations going. I'm really happy you sent us to investors.coca-colacompany.com to see this. <laughs> uh, funny. Well, they've convinced me. I'll throw in a couple million. Excellent. Raspberry dark cho- chocolate is very strange, though. It is. Is it just those two? Yeah, that's all. Oh, I thought there was going to be like a whole, a whole bunch. With love and forever you. Wow. It's also a new bottle for vitamin water. They're what bigger than before. Or I don't, I actually don't know. Maybe they're just taller. Like a different shape? Yeah. But they're still 20 ounces? Probably. <laughs> Yeah. It's got magnesium to help support heart health. So I mean you gotta have that. Yeah. If your heart goes out, you can't love anymore. That's what this beverage is telling me. <laughs> well, I'll buy a whole case. <laughs> well gotta great. Keep love alive. <laughs> <laughs> no further comments. Should we get into Mike Struckerberg's one thing? Everyone's favorite segment where we say whatever we want. We have dedicated the best as opposed to the rest of the podcast. Exactly. This is, I got a, I got an intense one thing today. If you want me to go first. Yeah, please do. Okay. Do you guys remember Fuser, which is a game that me and maybe DJ one played? Yeah. I remember you talking about it extensively. Yeah. I love that game. Mm Mm-hmm. Then remember, I think we talked about it on the podcast. That that game got shut down. Yeah. Like completely shut oh, down. Yeah. Guess what happened to it? Is it is it what is now Fortnite? Yes. Okay. It is Fortnite Festival Jam Stage. So there's two sides to Fortnite Festival. There's the main stage, which is the Guitar Hero clone. And then there's the jam stage, uh. which is the exact same functionality as Fuser with a different UI. Was Fuser harmonics? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. That that makes sense to me. So we don't know the series of events, right? It could have been they were struggling. Fortnite comes in and says, we got you. Or it could have been they shut it down and then Fortnite came in and said, bring it back for us. But one way or another, that is 100% what happened. Epic Games bought Fuser and put it in Fortnite. 
honestly which with, at least it lifts yeah <laughs> with all the stuff they just added to fortnite i am closer and closer to downloading it i'm very I did actually download it did today you? i haven't tried any of it any of the new stuff the rocket is it just rocket racing is that what it's called rocket racing is surprisingly surprisingly good it's not exactly what I thought it would be. I thought it would be same controls as Rocket League, but racing. Um, it's a little bit different than that. It's not as straightforward, like flying and aerialing, but it's really, really oh, good. And races, races are like less than three minutes. So it's like when you're in, it's white knuckle the whole time. You know, every like a single tiny mistake and you're ninth instead of first. It's really good. And then uh, Lego Fortnite is also good. But it it's designed to just take as much of your time as you will give it. Mm. And Which I was is quickly like... How Fortnite Whoa. is designed <laughs> as well. Yeah. Yeah, but it's super good. Like, it's crazy. So day one on the launch of Lego Fortnite... 1200 Fortnite skins had Lego styles. 1200? There's that many Eight. Fortnite skins? Yeah. And that's not even all of them. Like, not even my whole locker has Lego styles. It's nuts. Like, I don't know how long they've been working on this. There was a, um, a tweet by Donald Mustard who said they've been talking about the Fortnite hub since 2017 but i wonder how long specifically they've been working on lego fortnite because i can't believe how how much there is to it right out of the gate and it's free and there's yeah. no way to pay for anything other than like buying more skins to use in lego fortnite it's crazy i'm sure it'll eventually have a battle pass uh fortnite festival has its own battle pass but rocket racing, um, rocket racing, you can share cars between Rocket League and Fortnite, and there's cars in the regular Fortnite Battle Pass, so that one's kind of just integrated. It truly is a shame that I'll never be able to share those cars because Epic Games deemed me as Moldy Frog Ten <laughs> instead of syncing well, with my my Steam account. Mine all worked out, and like on PlayStation, and I don't have any extra cars. So I think maybe it's only specific cars, and like mine uh, are too old to be shared to Fortnite. I don't know. Interesting. Is The question, though, is Lightning McQueen there? No, and I'm very Ooh. upset. You can't, I mean, so close to having Lightning McQueen racing. Uh, oh, yeah. Racing the Ecto-1 and the Jurassic Park Jeep <laughs> and the DeLorean. I don't know if any of the licensed cars are in Fortnite, actually. The Batmobile's in there, too. Yeah, I but I don't know if they carry over. Like the James Bond's uh, Aston Martin or whatever it was. I don't think I've seen any of those over into Fortnite, though. I just gotta say, it's crazy how much DLC I bought for Rocket League when it was not free to play. <laughs> Lightning McQueen is the only DLC I ever bought. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's a good one to buy. 
very important to my family. They'll treasure it forever as they looked at it for two seconds and walked away. <laughs> yeah. I still have one achievement left on Rocket League that I just never got. You've only got one left and you didn't. What is it? Uh, earn MVP award in any online tournament match. The issue is getting oh. in the tournament match and also winning online. Or winning MVP on it. Tournaments were around when I I started to drop off a little more in Rocket League, I feel. So, you know. Well, if you download Fortnite, Ryan, you'll have to let us know. Okay. I... Still don't know where I'm at with that because <laughs> there's a lot of things on my queue. Oh, yeah. And I just no, don't I mean, know like no pressure. if I have time. But I, I like all the stuff that they released sounds cool. Yeah, I've been having a good time. And my son would sell his brothers for more time playing Lego Fortnite. So <laughs> it's working. The Lego Fortnite of many colors. <laughs> exactly. It's an inspiring story waiting to happen. <laughs> well, great. I'll go next. Are you done? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut I'm you off. I'm done. Okay. I'm done. That was it. I just had to report the, the fate of Fuser. I felt it was my duty. Well, I'm glad that you did. Yeah. Now the people know. So, I started playing playing Hades again. I've done two runs this week. Um, and this is after a while, so I was like, all right, I'm not going to be as good as I once was. I'm going to use the fists, which I am really bad with. <laughs> And then I beat Hades, and then I beat him again the second time. Wow. My streak nice. is now five. And. Oh, a five streak, you say? Yeah. Nice. I don't know what I'm doing. I think I'm getting lucky. But it's still fun. No, you've, you've seen the Matrix. You've unlocked the answers. Well, I don't know, because I then I'll look on Reddit and then there'll be like people who are like, hey, I just started this for the first time and beat Hades my first time. And then there'll be other people like I completed the whole game in 30 hours. <laughs> like, <laughs> OK, I'm not that good, but. I am enjoying it. There are. Uh, like the story still pulls me in. The only reason I stopped playing is because of Spider-Man. Mm, fair enough. Um, but there still seems like there's so much to do, and that I'm very far away from. Like, did you, uh, did you a hundred percent it, Paul? Did you get all the stuff? I a hundred percented the story. Okay. 
Um, I know that you did it on Epic Games, right? Which didn't have achievements. Yeah. It it did. Oh, it did. Yeah, and I think I got them all, but there was still like more stuff I could buy. Mm. Were you playing it in early access too, or? I bought it in early access, but I didn't really play it till the 1.0 release. Okay, yeah. So how long did it take you to get all the achievements? I don't remember. I okay. think I had like 175 hours in Hades that or something like that. A lot of hours. <laughs> wow. And is there still kind of like... Because the thing I'm afraid of is when I beat Hades enough times is are the runs going to be like, is there enough story to keep completing the full runs or does it kind of get repetitive? Right. After so that? how many times total have you beat him? I it's either five or six. Okay. You I, have I not even seen the, like you've not even seen the first ending. No, I have not. Yeah. You beat him how so, many times and you haven't seen it? Five or six times. Wow. Pretty sure you have to beat him ten times to get like the ending. And that, then that makes sense. And then there's an epilogue that it takes significantly more work. Um, but honestly, if you don't want to do it, you're not missing much. Uh, it's kind of a for hardcore fans only, we'll give you one tiny little extra bit okay but i can't remember what you have to do to get the epilogue i mean but you should at least you should at least do the 10 times and get the the ending yeah because there is a pretty significant uh event at that ending i i'm definitely going to do that and like most games i do want to get all of the achievements but I was just wondering, is it does it get like boring after you get the main ending, or does uh, it still feel? It did not to me. Okay, <laughs> that's but all I need to hear. I trust I'm your one opinions. Of the biggest, well, that's not true either. I'm a big Hades advocate. Oh great! Hades two is literally the top <clears throat> of my Steam wish list. Will we see it? Who knows? We didn't at the Game Awards. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. I forgot that's what we're talking about today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Wait, hold on. Before we move on. Yes. I just opened the Epic Game Store on my computer for the first time in like a million years. Um, I'm trying to see if it'll tell me my time yeah oh i got 48 out of 49 achievements oh what did you miss paul i don't know you gotta go back 160, 160 hours and seven minutes let's see what what you gotta get that last one yeah i'm dying to know what it is uh let me Friends forever, max rank each standard keepsake. 
4% of players have unlocked this. That's just getting each keepsake to three stars, right? I don't remember now. I don't think that would take you that long. You just have to equip different keepsakes, do some runs until each one is three stars. You got to go back and do it. I don't know why I didn't do that. But I am looking through, and it's tied for the lowest percentage earned. So it must take some work. Uh, Yeah, it is the lowest on Steam, a 6.2%. And then the 7%, there's one that's 7% on Steam, Earn All Chthonic Companions, which I have not unlocked any Chthonic Companions. So I've got a long way to go. At the very least, get the 10. Yes, that's the main goal, but you know I got to try to get more achievements, Paul. (laughs) I believe it. I understand. Honestly, I, I think that's all I really got. I played some more stuff on my my Switch. I'm back in Marvel Snap, I guess I should say that. Been doing that. I'm really impressed with how loyal our our Discord is to Marvel Snap. You know, we keep going. I'm so, yeah. Beyond my wildest imaginations when I was talking to you guys about it way back when it was announced. Yeah, and now I don't play nearly as much as the people at our Discord. Yeah, I mean, I I wanted to get back into it, and then I got like a two dollar coupon for um the battle pass, or just for like anything in it. So I was like, well, I'll just try out this season. And I just got a card today that they built a deck for me around it, and I've been trying that out, and it's been really fun. The uh, Nico Minoru. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's, she's cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. She's really cool in Midnight Sounds, too. And her card, when you play it, it casts, uh, casts a spell, and there's like five or six different spells that it could cast. Yeah. It's actually very similar to her mechanics in Midnight Suns. Huh. That's cool. Did he have a, what's the season card this season? Uh, Sebastian Se- Shaw. Sebastian Shaw, that's his name. Yeah. Is he any good? Um I tried building a couple decks with him and then I had it auto build it and I really wish I had Silver Surfer, which really synergizes with him. But I've I've had a few good runs with him, but it is one of those cards where, like, your whole deck strategy is built around making that card really strong. And I kind of like a strategy where you make a lot of your cards really strong. Gotcha. A man man of the people. That's right. I like to win my locations with four cards. So do you use Dazzler? I don't think I have Dazzler. I was gone I like for never, a while. See, Dazzler, I feel like I've never played against a Dazzler, but I have her in a couple of my decks, and she does okay. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I really focused on 
uh, Dazzler for a while. Dazzler, Patriot, Ultron. Yeah, that's the deck I'm running right now. Because I have yeah. just because I got a cool Ultron variant, and I'm like, I never played Ultron before, so now I'm doing that, and it's fun. Yeah, I mean, I did unlock Jeff, Jeff the Shark, which uh, Jeff's so good. I've added him to a ton of my decks. Just that extra three points, moving it wherever you want, it makes a huge difference. It's fun when you have the Professor X out. Yeah. And they think they got you. You're like, oh, you screwed it up. And then the Jeff just pops up on the last turn. <laughs> so good. All right. My Chris. favorite combo oh. is still the, my Storm Legion combo. It's still my favorite one when it works out. What does Legion do? Uh, wherever you play him, it changes the rest of the locations to that location. Oh, that's so cool. if you play Storm, and then that location's flooding, and then the next turn you play Legion on it, and then suddenly all the locations are flooding, and then it floods. That's really So then funny. turn six, you can't, no one can play any cards. <laughs> and I've had games where I do that, and I'm losing, and they immediately snap and start spamming emotes at me. And then I just, <laughs> and I snap back and start spamming emotes at them, back at them, and then I throw uh, Jeff out there and win. That's awesome. And it's also fun with M'Baku when he jumps out for fun. Man, I got to get Legion. That's a good time. <clears throat> All right, Curtis. Anyway. What do you got for us today? I watched a movie today on my lunch break with my child. Wow. Because he needed entertaining. It was the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> I haven't watched it since we saw it in theaters. Yeah, I haven't and seen I, it either since then. I think I might like it a little less, to be honest. <laughs> cool, so I've seen it like 30 times. <laughs> well, I think it just came to Netflix recently, and it showed up there. So I turned it on for him, and then he wouldn't let me leave and get eat my lunch. So I sat on the couch the whole time and watched the whole thing. And I just, I'm still very disappointed by the licensed music in there. I don't know why they kept doing that. Why are they playing friggin' I don't remember what song that was probably in Despicable Me as well when they're driving. Yeah, why is that in there? (laughs) It has made my kids love that song. And they they asked to play it all the time. Oh, man. There's all that Donkey Kong music they could have pulled from to put there. They just didn't do it. They could have pulled the Donkey Kong music from Mario Kart for that, and they didn't do it. They're playing Thunderstruck when they're making their carts. Why? Why is ACDC here? I will say. It really bugs me still, because every once in a while, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is good music. When they incorporate all the Mario music into the movie, you know, and so good. I, and then I, there's a sudden license song. I do enjoy listening to the soundtrack that has none of the licensed music in it. And yeah, a lot of it's really great. Yeah, yeah, it's it it does like get me emotional, honestly. We've talked about this. I'm a freak. Yeah. Uh but of course we also cannot forget Chris Pratt as Mario. He's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, that's still just fine. The music uh, thing bugs me though, and there's some one-liners that I'm like, this just feels like the most generic writing. 
there's the part where Toad like falls in the on the Rainbow Road, and then Peach comes and saves him, and he's like, "That's how you princess." <laughs> there's a few lines like that. I'm like, yeah, I don't. I don't feel like it's the greatest writing, but that's okay. My question is: Did they think they needed licensed music to make Mario like mainstream? Like, do they? I don't think know. There are people in this theater who are like, "What's this Mario guy? <laughs> what is this? Oh, I know this ACDC song. <laughs> oh, take on me. That's my jam. <laughs> that's my. I'll buy, I'll buy this for my grandchildren. <laughs> I feel like that's just like illumination. Uh, yeah, that's what I think too. They they just so like, all of their movies are just full of licensed music like that. They want like, to choose a formula and it works. Yeah. Shut up, Shigeru. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, it made a crap ton of money, so they did something right. <laughs> and we'll never know if it was because of the licensed music. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, we know. That was it. it just, that was it, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Exit or... survey show. Either that or it was Chris Pratt. He's so cool. <laughs> oh, it's a great yeah. night for the soundboard. It really is. Actually, honestly, Bowser, though, is still the highlight. Jack Black is still very good. Every time Bowser's on screen, I was happy. He's still the best. Yeah. Jack and Black he's goofy. He's like ferocious, but he has his yeah. goofy moments. He reminds me of like Super Mario RPG or Paper, Paper Mario, you know. Bowser is a goofball sometimes, and I like that he's a goofball in this sometimes too. Seth Rogen does his, his <laughs> laugh. Which I gotta remind you guys, <laughs> the entire theater erupted with laughter at that part. Why? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, that movie's still good. It just feels like it's so close to being a really great animated movie, and it, it was scared. I feel like it was just so safe. But they made a lot of money, so good job. Yeah, curious about Zelda movie. And uh, that MCU book I was reading had large sections about Avia Rod. Who they're in who's like helping produce the Zelda movie. Oh. And he's kind of a mixed bag where he's I I I won't get into it, but he's like a, he's associated with every Spider-Man movie for better or for worse. And he kind of like pioneered everyone, even the Toby Maguire ones? From Toby Maguire to Morbius. He has been associated more, with... Oh, no. <laughs> Not Morbius. But he was associated with all the Andrew Garfield ones, and mm. he was supposed to be associated with a lot of MCU stuff, but they ended up... Uh, he ended up jumping ship. I forget the whole story, but... We'll see. Jared, Jared Leto as Ganondorf. Prepare yourself. <laughs> Jared... <laughs> They should do Jared Leto as the uh, what's the guy from Skyward Sword? Oh, the goose. Girahim. Oh, Girahim. <laughs> I think it should be pretty good there. there. <laughs> or goose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh man, I hope Goose is in the movie. He's got to be. Wait, isn't it? Is it Gru? It's Groose, isn't Bruce, it? It's not Goose. Right. Yeah, it's Groose. <laughs> it's close enough. It's actually a crossover with Top Gun. Goose makes it appear. <laughs> it's just. Yeah, it's just the goose from Top Gun. Yeah, he's there. And that's how that's how they'll justify putting Danger Zone in the movie. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Cannot wait for this film. But at least it's not Illumination, so hopefully there's not any any licensed music. Do you think they'll do the the Excuse Me Princess line in it? Oh my gosh! There's a large cartoon? chance they will. If they how in the world does that fit with the Studio Ghibli aesthetic that they've claimed they're gonna go for? Did they say they were gonna go for that? I I heard. Yeah. I saw a quote that was something no, like it's yeah. like the live action Studio Ghibli is what they're going for or something. Mm. To which many people said, "Then just animate it." Fair. Great points. Yeah. Uh, Wes Ball said it. He said specifically, live action Miyazaki. Mm. Which, consequently, Boy and the Heron. You are familiar with the thought experiment of the ship of Theseus. <laughs> I've been looking for an excuse to play it this whole time and have not found one, good. so I just that was, wanted to. That was pretty solid. <laughs> I was just saying Boy and the Heron was the top movie at the box office this weekend. Which, yeah. what's the deal with them saying... Not to get on another tangent, that it was his last movie, and then like a month before he was like, "This isn't my last movie." Yeah, they're all like, "It's his magnum opus." I have no idea. Well, hard, hard to let the big names go. Well, on that note, let's move on to the topic. <laughs> uh, yes, the rumors. We're true. This episode is about I'm glad you the had Game it. Awards. I had my mouse on it. I was ready for it, too. Uh, Game Awards were last week. Hold on. I've lost my water bottle. I'll be right back. Okay. Keep talking. <laughs> Game Awards were last week. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't watch the whole thing. But I looked at the recap. I watched the trailers that held the most interest to me. The parts I watched, I enjoyed. Um, I don't know, Paul. Do you uh, do you have any highlights you want to just... Uh, let's actually start with this. What do you think of the, the show overall? Um, well, let's dive right into the main controversy, which I think is super valid. It is absolutely ridiculous that people who won awards were given 30 seconds and we were all forced to listen to Hideo Kojima for like 10 minutes. <laughs> when all he had to show was like cameras in actors' faces. Yeah. Like, what is this crap? <laughs> I agree like, completely. And like Jordan Peele came out and said, Hideo Kojima is a genius. And I'm like, you know who else is a genius? All the people who actually released a game this year. Like, it is absolutely crazy to me that they played off the director of Larian Studios 
when he won Game of the Year, and they still only gave him 30 seconds. Wasn't he, like, trying to honor people who passed away? Yeah, and he was saying, yeah, we lost... Yeah, we lost friends along the way, and he named one, and then the music was like, and I'm like, are you freaking serious? <laughs> and like, Larian is not going to make another game next year and win again. You know, they're not Nintendo, they're not from software, they're not PlayStation Studios. Like, Larian probably won't even release another game for four or five years. Like, this was their chance, and no one yeah. thought they would win. Everyone thought for sure it was Zelda at the start of the year. And so it's just like such a cool story. And it's like, get off the stage. And I was like, man, this is super bad. Like, this is worse than the Game Awards has ever been in that regard. Especially with the Hideo Kojima thing. Like, if they didn't do the Kojima thing and they just didn't give people enough time and it was an overreaction to Christopher Judge last year, fine. But the fact that you gave Kojima so much time to pitch, it's not a game, it's something more, which I don't have examples, but in the last 10 years, has anyone ever said that and actually developed something cool? Because I feel like, no, everyone who's promised it's not a game, it's something more has been forgettable at best. So, yeah, yeah. Jeff's whole Hideo Kojima thing, like... There are other smart game developers who do not get literally half the praise as Hideo Kojima. It makes no sense. Well, one person that is like, I feel like starting to follow a similar trajectory of like the auteur video game lead or creative director or whatever is Mm. Sam Lake. Did he ever, did he ever get on stage? He did for best narrative. But and then, I mean, he and didn't then do he much danced. time either, right? He he did dance. He did do a he dance. Did, if you, yeah, if you didn't see that, you gotta look that up. I, I saw a part of it. Yeah. Never seen Hideo Kojima dance. Just saying. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like Sam Lake is becoming that kind of auteur with like Control and now Alan Wake and stuff. You know, like he's kind of defining what a like a a remedy game is and that's really cool but i didn't feel like he really got much of a chance to talk about anything like that speaking i will i do need to say though before we get too much farther i didn't get to watch everything on it i was kind of on in the background while we're doing dinner and stuff so i didn't get to like sit and watch all three hours of it yeah this is a rough show for dad take that for what it is but it did feel like every time i looked over they were I was, there was another trailer for a game that I didn't know what was going on. Like a few of those trailers, I was like, oh, this kind of looks like the one I, I just saw when I glanced back at the TV 10 minutes ago, <laughs> to be honest. <clears throat> uh, speaking of stealing the spotlight and overvaluing certain people's time over people winning actual awards, I'm sick of hearing from Gonzo. <laughs> <laughs> they give him way too much time, put him in too much of the spotlight. I don't want to hear from Gonzo. Uh, I actually didn't I even see there, that part. <laughs> there, I think there have been Muppets at every Game Awards. Yeah, I think there has been too. Yeah, that's a, a thing now. <clears throat> and I'm really curious who pays who and how much in that scenario. Yeah. Well, here's my question, though, because I agree that the developers 
didn't get enough spotlight. The ones that the people that won, because also there were a lot. I thought because I kept again, I wasn't watching everything. You know, I was distracted doing dinner and stuff. And every once in a while, I'd look over and I'd see Jeff Keeley just like to the side of the auditorium or whatever, not even on stage, but like to the side reading a list for like, oh, here's the best uh, strategy game or whatever. And then Lee reads a list and there's like, and the winner is Pikmin 4. And I thought, I was like, did they do a like a player's choice thing? Is this like the player vote? So that's why it's not like up on stage. I was really, really confused. Like I didn't think it was the actual award for a minute because he just like, uh, it was like best indie and now best strategy and now best action. Like I was like, what is going on? Cause he would just read the list and say, and the winner is Pikmin four or armored core six and then go to the next one. Like yeah, it felt like that, he just was like rapid fire, just speed running to the game awards. And I was really confused what was going on. That segment has happened every year. Really? That's so weird. He's done that every year. I think it's people who couldn't come. Or it's people who won multiple, and he's like, you'll get on stage later. That's still strange to me, though. Yeah, it's still... It still doesn't make sense One year, they did a bunch of awards in the pre-show, and what's her name? The IGN girl did the awards in the pre-show. Okay. Huh. I, but did they actually get up to come talk, or did they no, just... No, it was the same style. She just same did the thing. list and mm. read, yeah. Just did the list and set the winner. It's like, like Pikmin 4 is like Miyamoto's little brainchild, like, baby. Yeah. And it wins and, award, the fourth one that took forever to come out and all that stuff, you know? like Yeah. And, and then and it's just, Mr. Bowser, president of Nintendo America, was in the audience. He could have said something. Yeah, like, if you don't have someone there... Just say that on stage, be like, "Yeah, and unfortunately, none of the developers were here to accept the award, but we're really excited for him." And then keep going, like, <laughs> just say that. So I'm not sitting there on the couch being like, "What is going on? Like, do we not yeah. care about these people or what?" It feels like you're just giving like a little pat on the back, like, "Great job, you made a great game this year." Okay, next one. Who else yeah. gets a pat on the back? If it, yeah. So yeah. my question oh, was like four of those. Yeah, and sure, maybe they're going to get up on stage too often, but who cares? Like, <laughs> I feel yeah. like they deserve it. And I think Alan Wake 2, I think Sam Lake got on stage twice. Did he? Is it narrative. one, three? Something else, yeah. In game direction and art direction. Yeah, so I think he got up for game direction and best narrative. Um, like two to three minutes ago, there might have been a loud noise when I accidentally punched my microphone. Just wanted to throw nice. that out there. <laughs> no worries. Get that anger out. <laughs> okay, so my question, though, is, as I said, this is my question, and then I never said it. What is to be done? Because I understand that the trailers and everything are kind of part of the DNA of this. At first, I was like, can we just have an award show, something like the Oscars. But then I was reading articles and junk and stuff, and they were talking about viewership numbers. So I looked it up. And <clears throat> while the Game Award viewership number keeps going up and up and up, um, 2022 apparently was 103 million viewers, mm -hmm. which is nuts. Because it's global. And the Oscars, though, 
Yeah, it is global. So that is to take into account. But the Oscars in 2022 was 16.62 million viewers. It's just, it has, it's been on a decline since like, it looks like 2014. It was 43 million back in 2014. And then the bottom was 2021. It was 10 million. It's starting to go up again, but still 2023, it says 18.7 million. It's like, it's been rocky for the Oscars. <clears throat> so I feel like they're doing something to get viewers. So that's good. But I feel like they need a better balance. There was a lot of finger pointing this year when they debuted at least one movie trailer at the Oscars. And everyone was like, oh, Game Awards. Oh, did they do that? I didn't know about that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it was more than one. I mean, I would watch the Oscars if there was a bunch of movie trailers, honestly. Like, I feel I like that's, that's was, fair. Yeah. yeah. It was it was the live action Little Mermaid. They premiered one of the trailers at the oh, Oscars. Oh, that movie? <laughs> Sorry. The movie was fine, I guess. Yeah, I... No movie buff, but that one was fine. For me, they got to do more than just one. And if they consistently are like, hey, the Oscars is when they show all the new movie trailers, I would definitely watch it. Yeah, yeah I, so it'll be interesting to see where the paths cross. Yeah. Like where Game Awards tones it down and Oscars tones it up. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening, well, I think it was the MinMax podcast, which I realized there's some people that I like YouTube channels and stuff that are on that podcast. So I started listening to it and they were talking about it. Um, and I guess they're pointing out that it does feel a bit more of like a celebration of, of video games in general when you have like the awards for this year and how great this year was and all that kind of stuff. And here's what's coming next. And mixing that does feel exciting, which I think is great. But I don't know if you, one idea that they pitched on that podcast was to have like two nights, one for all the like trailers and one for all the awards. I don't, yeah, I feel like the trailers would get a lot of views, but the awards would drop off really bad, honestly. Because yeah. Yeah, a ton of people are like, yeah, I'm there for the trailers. That's what they want to see, which I is fine. I, I agree with that to an extent, right? Because they are exciting and there's some really exciting trailers here. I am so excited about the new Golden Idol game. I know I'm probably the only person in the world that's like, this is the best announcement of the whole night, but it is. Um, I don't know if they just like even it out more, if they like do a couple of awards and then a couple of trailers and then just go back and forth. That seems like an, a fair way to do it to me. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think you listen to the feedback that you get from each Game Awards and you kind of change it, and it might never, ever be perfect. But, I mean, they should at least be given, I don't know, 30 more seconds than what they got. <laughs> yeah. bare, bare minimum. But, yeah. I mean, I think the real solution is have a hire a guy who can like who's really good at telling like okay they're going a bit too long or like now they're just starting to ramble and repeat themselves and that's when they play the music yeah um but i mean if you are really worried about it you give them more time next time 
but I, I honestly like the pacing of the show and I, I do agree. Like there should be more recognition instead of Jeff just, uh, reading like 12 different awards categories in a row, just kind of move things along. Um, but other than, other than kind of them not having it quite figured out, like I, I like having like, here's a trailer, here's another trailer, here's an award, here's like a, a special performance, here's like a special showcase on a certain game. Like, I kind of like how it is. Yeah. That's fair. I think. Uh, uh, one key is Summer Games Fest, which is now officially king because E3 is officially dead. Um, that was uh, hot off the presses today or yesterday. E3 will never happen again. We did it. The rumors. <laughs> 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 that was perfect. Um, but I think Game Awards should only be for like absolute banger trailers and summer games fest can be super long and it's just tons of trailers and there's indies and there's concepts and there's you know new studios and yada 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 um but i think you could reduce the trailers to only like the really really exciting ones at game awards to keep that like celebration feel of like this year was great and the next couple of years are going to be great too. Yeah. Um, and then you could also like officially segregate the awards in terms of that's a bad word, but you could have like main stage awards and I don't know, side stage awards. I don't know what you call them, um, but basically you could list beforehand, like these are the ones that we're going to announce on stage and we'll give out the other ones, but they won't be announced on stage. I think I like the Golden idea. Globes and the Emmys and the Oscars and the Grammys all do that. They have like the ones that have the big show. And then there's like a million others that just get handed out in like a separate ceremony that's not like televised, but still yeah. important for the people who, who won. Yeah, I like that idea. And like and then, I I would love like a a way for them to all post their like thank you speeches online or something for the Yeah. the smaller yeah. ones. On yeah. yeah, on the on the website, yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to do it too. And yeah. here's my other question. Who funds the Oscars? Like the the Oscars have run for years. And like, yeah, it's on television and they run ads, but it, it doesn't seem nearly as um, commercialized as the Game Awards. And at this point, with 110 million viewers or whatever it is this year, I feel like Jeff Keighley could go to some big player and be like, okay, Walmart, you could be the premier Game Awards sponsor. And he takes a ton of money from them, and Walmart is appears all over the place. Yeah, um, maybe it's more subtle, but it's more consistent. And then it's like with limited commercial interruption, you know, like they used to do 
back in TV days. I don't know if Walmart would be the one, but you know, somebody yeah, I mean, he he could just go to anyone really and be like, "Look, yeah. we're steadily increasing our viewership. We hit, we broke a hundred million in twenty twenty two. It's a lot yeah, of numbers. Be a lot of people. Some executive or whatever. Yeah, that yeah. that wants the gamer audience, and this would be, you know, prime opportunity. And you can even have Jeff say, like, thank you, Walmart. We'll have a lot less ads this year. Think of all the goodwill that Walmart would win in one second with the gamer crowd. Welcome to the Game Awards 2024, enhanced by vitamin water. <laughs> and he's holding one every time he's on stage. <laughs> mm, that dark chocolate raspberry goes down smooth. And they dump vitamin water on every winner. Wasn't there like wasn't like a debut indie game at one year like like freshest by like Subway or something? Did that uh, not happen? That or is familiar, it a different yes. show? That does seem familiar. And one of the awards, I think it was best multiplayer, was sponsored by Discord this year. Okay, yeah. But like he sells tickets. He gets ad revenue from like actual plays on YouTube and Twitch and everywhere. Yeah. There's ads in the show. I, I gotta believe there's a way to mix up get, this budget. <laughs> get Razor or Samsung or someone yeah. who makes like hardware. Well, and Samsung and Google Play were plastered all over the show. Yeah, did like, Samsung have like an ad just for their phone? Did yeah. that happen? Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that. I'm like, is this literally just a phone ad in the middle of the show? Like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Like, well, this is like a game trailer. I, I was watching it. I'm like, so, is this a game? And then there's like, oh, the Samsung Flip or whatever. I'm like, come there's on. Like, like actual ad can keep it to, yeah. I'm there was like, the truth smoking ads and stuff or yeah. smoking don't they do that every year though they have like the they yeah oh yeah it is weird that they don't say now let's go to a break and it just like see you like or like oh a new trailer and then you're like oh no this is the yeah it feels weird the youtube ads that i want to skip sometimes jeff says we'll be right back or something okay or after this Got it. But it's not super clear. It's not super clear. I mean, well, I can't be too critical since I'm not sitting and watching the whole thing. But I remember, this is, yeah, this is the first year I've gotten to watch any of it live like this. I usually just look up the news afterwards because it's always on like in the middle of the week on a weeknight kind of a thing. It's always like a yeah. weird time for me. I'm usually trying to put kids to bed and stuff like <laughs> Yeah. And then once after Me it's too. over, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to go watch three hours of this afterwards kind of thing. Maybe I should just do that. But yeah. I remember just, no, I had it like, this feels like a lot of trailers. Is yeah, this I had it going like on my phone while I helped kids. That's yeah. not ideal. Yeah. I was wearing a hat with like a, a wire coming off, like at the top. And then it like cranes so the phone was right in front of my face at all times so I could watch everything. Yeah. Oh, good yeah. job. Smart. Jeff would be proud. Yeah. Jeff would be proud. 
This is what I'm curious if you agree with the sentiment that I had though. And I was telling Jade about this. I was talking to her about it because she's nice and listens to me when I talk to her about these kinds of things. Um, it's so nice of her. It's really nice of her. But like, it feels weird to me that when so much of the attention, I can't remember. I saw the statistic floating around somewhere of like the three hour long or whatever, however long it was, but like, like 18% of it was the awards and the rest was just all trailers and ads. Like it it feels weird to me that like, that is the like, because clearly it's the game awards. It's called the game awards. It's about the awards we're giving to the games, but the vast majority of the time is spent focused on the trailers and what's coming next. And not really, I don't know. I feel like it's not celebrating the accomplishments of the year nearly as much as it should, but it makes me feel like I can't tell like if it's, I don't know. I feel like it undermines the idea that gaming, you know, video games are an art form and a new, like a media and the platform for like storytelling and all that stuff. When we're just focused on the next big thing over and over and over again, and not the accomplishments that were done in this current year. I don't know if you guys feel like that, but I feel like it's, I don't know. There's always been that push, right? Like games are an art and, you know, there's skill and there's storytelling, there's music, there's all these things that make a great game. And we're not going to spend that much time celebrating that. We're going to focus more on what's coming next. And that, I feel like that undermines that whole idea. And I feel like the, you know, like the games industry for so long, has tried so hard to be taken seriously that it's not, you know, like 30 years ago, it was just, these are for kids. It's a toy that you can give your kid kind of a thing. And now we're here and we're like, like the last of us is like the best story told in games or whatever. It was, right. You know, like (laughs) there's been that push for it. And I feel like the game awards doing it this much focus on trailers and stuff, instead of celebrating what we've been able to accomplish, I say we, the awesome developers who make these games for us to play, you know, what they can accomplish, I feel like that undermines that a little bit. At least a little bit. Maybe a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of insecurity in the game industry in general. Like, look at how many celebrities we had to bring in to make it seem important. Yeah. And sometimes that makes sense, you know. Like, uh, what's the... I don't know why he kept was were people yelling stuff at him? What was his name? Anthony the guy Jackie. Yeah, and he kept telling people to shut up. Like I don't know what was going yeah. on. I think he, he was, was just, trying to be funny about it. I if think he, he was, was just trying to be funny, yeah. Just being funny. Yeah. That's fine. But like I mean, it still felt weird to me. I hopefully no one was saying something super rude and he was trying to play it off, but I have no idea. But that did feel weird to me. But it made sense because he was there because he was in the Twisted Metal show, which is a video game-related thing. That made sense to me. Right. But, yeah, I heard someone criticizing the fact. I think it was on the MinMax podcast again. The Timothy Chalamet was the one who <clears throat> presented the Game of the Year award, which I didn't really like, think about until they were yeah, like, why yeah. him? Like, what, what does he, he have to do yeah. with video games? He has a dinky YouTube channel for when he was like 16 or whatever, where he modded mm-hmm. Xbox 360 controllers. And that alone makes him more important than any actual game developer he could have asked. Yeah. yeah I, I like when uh, they've had past winners, like uh, Christopher Judd, is that his name? Right? Judge. Uh, Judge. He won the best 
performance for God of War last year, and he came and presented that award again this year. Um, I think that's cool. I feel like that's recognizing this is a cool guy who did a cool thing. He's going to present the thing to the next cool person. I think that's great. Yeah. So, I don't know why that can't happen more instead of bringing in Hollywood. I think that's a good point that's been made. So I don't, I don't know how hard it is to get Japanese people to come over because, you know, that's true. Elden Ring won last year. It is very international. And that's a yeah. good point. Yeah, I the, these these things don't bug me as much. All I will say, <laughs> I don't know. I I agree that it was weird that Timothy Chalamet presented it, but only because he had no flair to it. He was just yeah. like, "Here are the game awards. Here are the nominees." Yeah, yeah. I mean that's kind of him in general. Yeah. <laughs> But like I like I I think it would have been a bit more fun if he was like, yeah, here's my experience like modding Xbox controllers. I've always been a good like, like a big gamer. Right. Like this is so exciting for me to be here. And like, if he would have like embellished it more, it would have right. made more sense to me, because like, to me, you bring on actors because they have like, charisma and like they make it fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and especially presenting the game of the the year if you make it fun. Like I, I don't have as much of a problem with it, um, and I do agree that they like they should integrate actual game developers and like things like that. But I, I think that also yeah. could be solved with what we talked about before of giving them more time. And yeah. let them be passionate about the award they just won and all the hard work they put into the game. Yeah, it feels very... I feel like game developers sometimes feel like a very faceless crowd, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. And it's cool when you be able to, you're able to put a face to the people, at least a couple faces, right? <clears throat> to the people who are making these games, especially when they're like... Uh, who was the one? I forget their name. I know uh, that made Celeste. I can't remember now. I, remember I know they. Matt makes games. Which yeah, is now something but they. Else. I think they go by Maddie now. I think they came out. Yeah, as trans. So I think they're. It's Maddie now. I want to make sure I get that right. But I remember their speech was like he. They're very heartfelt about it when Celeste won an award. I can't remember what the award was, but <clears throat> it was best indie. That what it was. Yeah. But it was a really cool speech. I remember you hearing a snippet of it and it was just cool to be able to put a face and someone who's passionate about it, someone who put a piece of themselves into their game, you know, and be able to get on stage and talk about it. So I feel like we're undermining that. I feel like I'm talking in circles now. No, but. you're good. It's all all good points, all interesting stuff. Uh, I am curious, just to pivot a bit, what were some highlights for you guys? Rise of the Golden Idol. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. It looks so good. I love the new updated art style. It's still like weird, but it's so good. Yeah, that that was a like three big announcements in a row during the pre-show 
for indie games. Yeah. It was pretty cool. They had the remake of Tale of Two Brothers, an indie classic, if you will. Um, right. And then Pony Island 2, and the new Daniel Mullins game, Maker of Inscription, and Rise of the Golden Idol. Like all three in a row, just like big, big indie indie hits. And was that near the end of the pre-show? I think it was, right? I thought it was near the beginning. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. Because I, it, it all kind of dropped right as I was about to leave work, which was around oh, okay. 530. Then you're right, yeah. I just remember you said in the in the Discord, I was like, "Oh, Rise of the Golden Idol." I'm like, "Oh, that's weird. I wonder if that's a, I wonder what that is." Because I didn't, I just assumed there wouldn't be like a sequel or something. Yeah. I kind of assumed that they would go on to do something a little different, I guess, or like a new mystery that's separate from the Golden Idol or whatever. So I just kind of assumed it was not a sequel or to that. I assumed it was something else entirely. And then I looked it up and I was like, "Oh, this is actually an actual sequel. <laughs> like, this is crazy." <laughs> Um, as much as this was talked down upon, I have showed several people the trailer for OD just as a showcase of graphics and what they are now. And every time I, I see like a screenshot of that or more, just more footage of the trailer, I'm like, man, I can't believe graphics look like this. Yeah. Is it graphics? Is like is that it in is, engine? Yeah, it is in engine. Oh wow! I assumed it wasn't because it looks so lifelike. It looks so real. You can tell with the third face that it gets into uncanny valley territory. And then when when the girl screams, I'm like, okay, that's that's when I can tell. But yeah, it is crazy to me that it looks like that. But face is all you get. Hey, with it, the fact that they did a close-up face—that's that's a statement to me. No, that's what I'm saying. That's the whole game. Oh, just face. <laughs> <laughs> and I am curious, and just like because I missed the whole PT thing, I'm curious about this one. I have yet to play a single game made by Hideo Kojima still. So yeah, same actually, <laughs> <laughs> but they're all on my to-do list. Really? Even death stranding. Actually, I'm very interested in death stranding. Oh, okay. Death stranding and the metal gear games are really the only real ones on my list, which is like, 70% of his catalog. <laughs> yeah. I loved 5. Metal Gear Solid 5. But I hadn't even been tempted by anything he's done since. Fair. Um, the new game by House House, Untitled Goose Game People, I'm curious about oh, yeah. that one. It looks so weird. What was it called again? I can't even remember. Big Walk. Big Walk. 
Yeah. Uh, just like that one looks great. I don't know what it is. Yeah. You're just hanging out, just it, walking around together is with your buddies. That's what it seems like. And your weird, yeah, like it. polygonal, spherical people. Yeah. It said a new game for you and your friends. That was one of the title cards, which I thought was it's so good. <laughs> that's a great way to describe something. That's for you and your buddies. There you go. Oh, thanks. Um, as always, got to shout out the uh, Game Awards Orchestra and flute, yeah. flute guy getting his own corner to do whatever flute he guy. wants. Really featured, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny because it, like, it showed him playing his flute and rocking out. And then it showed him like kind of just dancing in the corner. And then it went back to him and he had, I don't know what it was. A didgeridoo? Like, what, what is he playing? That like, big, long thing. Yeah, I have no idea what just that instrument going, was. Just going crazy on it. It was hilarious. Uh, he was having so much fun. Uh, I don't know no, what instrument it was. It isn't even a bass flute. Oh, it might have been. I mean, it, it was big. It was flute. like as long as, as tall as he was. It was huge. Yeah. Maybe I'm misremembering it, but. No, it was big. Um, I do like that. Go ahead. The, I don't know what you'd call it. I don't know the right word term for it, but yeah, the orchestra doing their, the medley. their medley. Yeah. yeah. Especially when it's a really strong, like clear theme. I still get shivers thinking about when the Metro Dread was nominated. Yeah. And then how that all just, bum, 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 and it was so good, man. Yeah. And there's a guy on the drums, like just going to town. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, this is what it's about. It, I, I talk about you. Well, you want to celebrate the games of that yeah. year. That is such a good way to celebrate. I look forward. That's a thing to watch. Like every year, I feel like they always do a really great job with it. I agree. There is something I noticed though this time about it. I like music. I love. I love the music. There was some great song selections for the game of the year medley. Um, but all games are orchestrated now. And so what really made me see a difference is when they did the section with Mario wonder. Yeah. And I was like, this sounds so cool because this is not what the music sounds like in the game, (laughs) but everything else just sounded like what is in the game. Yeah. And so I I do kind of like it a little better when it's like okay th- there's stuff in the game of the year that like has unique music that when it's orchestrated it like really sends home the message like video games are cool. I think that's why that Metro Dread yeah. piece really stuck sticks with me. Yeah, that that was just being really able cool to one. see a whole orchestra just producing just gorgeous sound playing that it was so good and it does help too when it's a very distinct like well-known theme or piece of music and also that you've played the game <laughs> that also helps yeah too. that yeah i didn't play a lot of the besides like zelda and mario i didn't play i don't know if i played any of the other ones actually now that i think about it so <clears throat> yeah yeah if somehow a game was nominated for game of the year that had no sound 
what do you think they would do? Like a moment of silence in the middle. <laughs> it's just like a beat to connect the the next one. I don't know. Someone would just yeah, pull like... a giant plug and they would all still be playing the instruments, but no sound would be coming out. And then they just plug it back in yeah. <laughs> as the next part. All right. Well, that's my new goal as a game developer. <laughs> for game of the year. The most no incredible music. game with no sound. <laughs> and then, ironically, you'll win best sound design because it's never been done before. Right. The only thing, I don't know, as I remember thinking how cool it would be if they did that for every category, that's not feasible. Um, but I wish they would also do something similar for the best score slash music mm, category. Because yeah. that's literally what it's about. Yeah. And I'm a little sad Final Fantasy 16 wasn't nominated for Game of the Year just so it could be in that medley. Mm, yeah. Because it has some really good music that really stands out. And that would have been a lot of, I just, that would have made me very happy to see it in there. Yeah. I wish they would have brought in the Glass Pyramids to play some Hi Fi Rush songs. There you go. Yeah. But they did get the Alan Wake thing in there. They did <laughs> do that. That was something else. Do they have any other other like musical numbers or skits or anything? I'm trying to remember. I guess Gonzo I counts. There was a Final Fantasy music number. Oh yes, that's oh, right. That's right. For Rebirth. The, that was yeah. that also was very cool. I enjoyed that. It almost felt like just a trailer to me, honestly, but. I was happy to see it. I'm excited for that game. Um, any... Oh, side note. Oh, Sorry. No. I think in that, uh, in that music video, whatever you want to call it, for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, I think that's the first look we got at Sid. I don't know if that actually is. Oh, yeah. But that was exciting to see him. He's a great character in Final Fantasy VII, and I really like him. And I was just excited to see that. And there's that. Uh, I think I put it in the chance time chat of like the image they tweeted or whatever with all the characters standing there. Oh, yes. It's just great to see the squad back together, you know? I did not even realize that's what that was. I didn't realize there was new characters in that image that we hadn't <laughs> seen before. I'm trying to think. I think Sid might be the only one we hadn't seen yet. I can't find that picture now. I feel like we've seen so many images similar to that that I didn't even I didn't even look at it long enough to notice. Yeah. Well, we had like a two-second spot of Vincent Valentine. He showed up. Oh, Sid's... Oh, there he is. Okay, he's in the picture. Yeah, but I think Sid's the last one we hadn't seen yet. We had seen Kate Sith and everyone else. Yuffie got her own DLC. Yeah, I think it's everyone. It's going to be great. All right, there's three more announcement things that I want to talk about. And then I, I know that 
at least one of them will be something that we all want to talk about. Um, but real quick, I want to mention the Sega trailer. Um, okay, so this seems to happen once per episode where the internet goes out. Oh, he's and, back. Okay, we're back. On the internet in Salt Lake City. I don't know, but it happens once per episode, so hopefully this is our our quota for the day. <laughs> Please um, tell us about World of Goo 2. World of Goo 2. <laughs> I never played the first World of Goo, so... But Me I, either. But... It was a big deal, I remember. Yeah, that's all I remember, so that's when it's getting the sequel. Sorry. Anyway, yeah, continue. Your good. other three that you want to highlight. Yeah, I, I, I want to talk about... Uh, the Sega trailer. Oh yeah. They were just like, Hey, we're working on these franchises that everyone loves and we haven't done games for, for a while. Which one are you most excited for? Uh, crazy taxi probably, but I'm interested in what modern, what modern golden ax looks like. Uh, jet set radio. That's the one I'm excited about. Yeah, I mean, that will also be awesome if they nail it. I I wasn't super into the first one. But I, I feel like a more modern version of it. Yeah, could really good. hit, yeah. I second your crazy taxi, though. That one was a lot of fun. That's one that I've heard people predict for years. Oh, really? Wanting it to come back, yeah. So it was wild to me that it was like 10 seconds inside a trailer that and jet set radio i've heard so many people want those back i've heard jet set radio more i haven't really heard anyone talk about the crazy taxi to be honest yeah i don't know what else you do with it i guess this trailer had cops in it so that's fun but and i loved the the dude at the end just shouting sega at the camera that was amazing (laughs) Uh, um the other one that I, I just wanted to mention is the big reveal was the new Monster Hunter game. But it didn't... It looked more like Monster Hunter Rise than Monster Hunter World, which was surprising to me. Because I feel like Monster Hunter World... Yeah, that was the big PC and console release. And yeah. Rise is the Switch one. Yeah. And most of the Monster Hunter games are like Monster Hunter Rise, but I thought World for sure was going to change the series going forward of like, these are like big uh, AAA games that right. like, like require, like have really good graphics and like really cool monsters. And I don't know, World seemed to like do a lot more to like push the series forward and yeah, then they got a lot of new players, I feel like. Yeah, but I feel like Rise was kind of a step back into what it was before, which I think a lot of people still like that that gameplay, but I don't know. It just didn't seem like the big last announcement that I think it did not. everyone yeah. was hoping for. I don't know what they would have done. 
but I honestly, actually, I do. Like the the last game I want to talk about, I think should have been the big announcement, the Blade game. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Oh yeah, that was a big deal. But they wanted the guy. Oh, they did bring up the guy to talk for Monster Hunter. So yeah, they could have done that with Blade. Well, they brought out the guy to talk about Blade. Right, that's what I mean. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, they wanted to bring him out to talk about it, but they did with Monster Hunter 2, so they could have swapped those. Mm, yeah. yeah. And the guy talking about Blade, he kicked the air. He was just so excited to be he making was Blade. So yeah, that's <laughs> the dude that directed uh, Deathloop. Yeah. I've seen him a lot. Yeah, he's fun. Like, he was honestly more charismatic than most of the celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what can you say other than I'm a sucker for any Marvel game that's made by a good studio? And, yeah, and I think yeah. that's a perfect character for that studio. Yeah, That's what I was going to say, too. Yeah, I think it'll be great. And they said they pitched something crazy to Marvel, and Marvel went for it. So I wonder what could make it so crazy. And they said it's third person, which is new for that studio. Yeah. So it can't be good. You can't make that transition. <laughs> it's crazy how often I see Deathloop on sale for like $12. Yeah, I don't think yeah, that... it does go on sale a lot. I don't think that was their uh, most popular release. But they but... didn't it win Game of the Year? Deathloop? Oh, no, I don't think it won. What one game? I think it won. Year? Did it win something? I think it, I think it won like best action, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I feel like it was at least nominated, right? Yeah. I, I think that might have been the year Last of Us Part Two won. Mm, that would when make did sense. Deathloop come out? I don't. Or know. Or was that twenty twenty one? Maybe I'm off a year. But it seems recent enough that like uh, being on sale for like fifteen bucks seems crazy to me. It's been yeah. at least two years though. It came out in 2021. That was the year that uh, It Takes Two was Game of the mm. Year. I've heard good things. Like, oh, At some point, I'd like know. to play it. But like the It Takes Two guy got a ton of time to talk when he won Game of the Year. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully they learn from this about that. I don't know. Is there any other trailers or moments you guys want to talk about? Do you guys want to talk about Simu Liu? And his ankle? Uh, I'm sure his ankle will get better. He'll be fine. Yeah. Yes, there was something. There are, there are yeah. a bunch that we have uh, not mentioned. You go ahead. Uh, I'll be quick. Windblown, new game by the people who made Dead Cells. It looks disgusting, but those <laughs> dead cells. No rest for the wicked looked incredible from the team that made Ori. If you have not seen that trailer, go look it up. It is one of the coolest art styles I've seen in a while. All right, I'm looking it up now because I think I did miss that one. Wait, keep going. Uh, God of War Ragnarok Valhalla was quite the drop free expansion that came out like three days after the game awards and it's like a roguelite addition to god of war 
which is funny because Last of Us Part Two is also getting a roguelite. Yeah, expansion. the trend here. Yeah. Uh, Tales of Kenzera. This was this was like actually celebrating game developers. Yeah. The guy who was the voice of Bayek in Assassin's Creed Origins came out and told this really cool story about trying oh, that's to deal with grief. Yeah. Trying to deal with the grief of losing his dad, so he like made a game about about it. He like started a studio, which is nuts. I'd love cool. to hear more of that story. Yeah, I like and that one too. That's cool. one I wanted to shout out. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Uh, Jurassic Park Survival look cool. It's basically like set after the first movie, and it's like one scientist got left behind. Is this a survival and... horror game? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Feel exactly. But it's what's definitely going on. you're alone and you're running away from dinosaurs. Yeah. I mean, it sounds scary. Yeah, uh, Rise of the Ronin is. Not Ghost of Tsushima 2, but kind of looks like it. Uh, <laughs> and okay, and the big one that I want to talk about, which I'm surprised neither of you mentioned, is Light No Fire. Did you guys see these trailers? Oh, yeah. I don't think I saw this one. It's the next game from the team that made No Man's Sky. And they've been working on it on the side for five years while continuing to add to No Man's Sky. And the whole pitch now is we made a universe of sparse planets. Now we're going to procedurally generate an entire planet. Like a real planet. They called yeah, it a procedural planet, right? So yeah, like a procedural a, a Earth size one. Yeah. that is shared by all players. Um, and it's uh, fantasy, and there's like rabbit people and wolf people, and riding on big birds and riding on dragons, and a floaty red rock thing that looks very similar to the floaty the floaty red rock thing from No Man's Sky, which is a nice like through line of their style. Yeah, um, this was probably the most hype trailer for me. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how this launches compared to No Man's Sky, which, you know, is is now the default Redemption Arc video game story. Um, so how will this one launch and how much of its promises will it keep at launch? And how far off is it? He said they've been working on it for five years. Was there not a release date? No. There wasn't, yeah, there wasn't even a year or anything. Sorry, I'm watching the trailer for it right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can ride birds, so. Fair. Already an insta-lock for me, but the fact that it's it's Hello Games, who, I never went back to No Man's Sky. I played it right at launch. And I have not gone back to play the updates. But I didn't have nearly as many complaints as everyone else did at launch. I was fascinated with it at launch. Um, and honestly, it's now intimidating to me to think of going back with how much they've added. Yeah, that's fair. 
Um, but this, I mean, I've always leaned fantasy over sci-fi. And the idea of, like, a single planet that everyone's on and you can, like, make a home for yourself. Because it, it showed, like, crafting. There was, like, people building buildings and stuff. Um, yeah, super fascinated to see what this will be, how it will work. Like, will there be a specific spot that, like, every player has to pilgrimage to? <laughs> or, like, several important spots? Will there be, like, nations? Like, you know, so many questions. Like, how do you decide what kind of creature you are? Um, yeah, anyway. Super excited about this one. And I feel like because No Man's Sky was such a bumpy launch, they won't repeat that mistake. So it'll be incredible day one. I hope so. You think they'd have learned, yeah, from from No Man's Sky. You think they'd learned a lot from that? Yeah. Well, and it's funny because they had this really big, like, pat each other's back, like Sean Murray, Jeff Keighley. We did this 10 years ago. We announced No Man's Sky. Now we're here again announcing the next game. And they seemed very chummy. But I've seen interviews where Sean Murray was like, this guy, Jeff Keeley, he was very American about it. And he was like, this could be your shot. This could be your chance. And so I was like, whatever. And I did it with him. Very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, the it's interesting to me. <laughs> it was too <laughs> like, late, but... <laughs> I just think, well, I kind of lost my train of thought there, I honestly. Um, Sorry. Oh, they were very chummy, but it seems like Sean Murray's kind of has been critical of Jeff Keighley in the past. Um, but, oh, this was my point. It seems like um, Sean Murray thinks Jeff Keighley pushed him into revealing No Man's Sky too early in the mm. development cycle. Um, mm, that's interesting. Some of the interviews I saw back when I was so obsessed with No Man's Sky, so I was like watching so many interviews and every bit of information I could get about it. That's the most active I've ever been in a subreddit, which one of the lower points of my life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so I don't know how long they were looking on No Man's Sky before the, Jeff revealed it. But hearing that five years and, you know, they've learned so much from No Man's Sky, like, I, I, you know, all the boxes are checked for me that this is something to actually get excited about. It's no the day before. Haha, <laughs> slam. <laughs> Got him. Yeah, I'm excited yeah, to hear your journey cool. with this. Uh, this doesn't look like it'll become a priority for me. Fair, fair enough. It it could if enough people I know buy it and convince me to buy it myself, and I could see myself having a fun time. But honestly, I feel like No Man's Sky is more my speed. Yeah, that's fair. But I'm curious. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, um any quick. other ones that you want to talk about yeah. before we get into awards? I think it's exciting. 
not exciting, funny, maybe, that Skull and Bones has a release date. <laughs> I hope it's Oh, yeah. And that was so, like, unceremonious. It was just like, yeah. there you go. It's also I just hope it funny. finally comes out so we just don't have to worry about it anymore. I also uh, like how they use, they're like, hey, remember this TikTok trend from two years ago? Boats. I don't know. They use the what? Weller Man I... song. Oh, okay. In the trailer. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, and I made the joke that like they finally picked the most obvious song, so maybe it will actually come out now. <laughs> um. Yeah. I just thought it was kind of there. Kind of funny to me. Um. The Final Fantasy 16 DLC is exciting. Not only is it a thing at the first episode or whatever first part of it came out that the shadow dropped it that's cool did you play it oh no i still haven't finished the, the main <laughs> game so i'll get to it though well they said it's before the final battle no so maybe i should get it first then i feel like i'm just delaying the ending of the actual <laughs> game even more so and I feel like I'm going to finish it, we'll and then I'm going to get to the DLC, because otherwise, yeah, I'm never going to finish anything. I still haven't finished Zelda. I never finished Zelda Ring. I'm just, my life's a wreck. Um, <laughs> I think that's it. Get your priorities actually. straight, Curtis. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff in here, though, but yeah, that's the stuff that was exciting to me, at least. Cool. Um... Baldur's Gate 3 won Game of the Year. They did it. That's so cool, yeah. A game that I don't think was even on people's lists at the beginning of the year as a yeah. possible nomination. It took it, it, and it took it in this year. It's incredible. And it took yeah, of all like the nine years. other awards as well. Yeah, it's wild that this year and Zelda came out and everyone's like, yep, this is the game of the year. It felt like it was the Schumann, you know? And then all it won was the um, action-adventure. Yeah. I I mean, for me, we already talked about it uh, a couple weeks ago. Or maybe it was... Yeah, it was a couple weeks ago when we did predictions. I feel like Tears of the Kingdom is the true uh, deserver of Game of the Year. But I see why Baldur's Gate won. It makes me want to play it, to be honest. Yeah, I really want to play it. Too. To me, Zelda was just so incredible. And such a, yeah, such an incredible game. It did so many cool things that felt so new to me and just innovative and you know, <clears throat> gave so much control and just freedom to the player. And then if a game can beat that for game of the year, or even just like compete with it, you know, it's like, is it going to actually win? I don't know. The Baldur's Gate 3 game is apparently really good. Like it actually beat it. That's a huge, like, what's the word? Recommendation, I guess, basically yeah. <laughs> to me. So, Yeah. It just has never gone on sale. 
And I keep nope. thinking it will if I just wait a little longer. <laughs> and it's always on the top seller. It's it's been on the top sellers list on Steam like since it came out. It's still there. Well, there was one weekend. Did you guys see this statistic? Uh, about Steam player percentage. No. Okay, I'll say it. This is awkward. Uh, there was one weekend, I think it was the weekend it came out, that Baldur's Gate 3 was 25% of all Steam playtime across all players. Really? Yeah. That's like, crazy. Nuts. So, yeah, I really want to see what it's all about. I was pretty burned by divinity original sin 2 which is larian studios game before this one which is like what earned them the right to make Baldur's gate 3 yeah i did try that one but, too yeah and i did not get it like i could tell there was a lot going on but i couldn't figure it out um so i've been hesitant about this but apparently it's more friendly but yeah it just never goes on sale yeah, I am curious about it, but at the same time, I kind of lump something like this in the same camp as something like GTA Five, where you can tell me all the great things about GTA Five, but it's just never something that really goes on my radar, something I, I actually want to play, just based on my tastes alone. Yeah. And I am scared when the cool thing about it is there's 5 billion hours of playtime. But it also yeah. feels like something that if you just play through it once and get an ending, that it would, it seems like it would be satisfying. You know? My brain does not work like that, unfortunately, as you might have noticed during our mm. Hades conversation. True. That the fact that there are more achievements to unlock makes me think I should not only play beat him ten times. <laughs> but all that being said, I mean, it's a similar thing with Minecraft. The infinite possibility scares me right. of how That's much fair. I would want There's to. There's such a thing as two. Yeah. Yeah. But, like I said before, my cousin Adam really wants me to buy Baldur's Gate 3 to play with him. And that alone could convince me <laughs> to play it. Right. Yeah. I mean, if we all, are we, yeah. It would be fun to have a group, even if you're not playing with someone, just like comparing what you do in this scenario. It seems like a lot of fun. All right, well. Um, if you guys yeah, want to do, do Baldur's Gate 3 in review, let me know. That's all it'll take. Wow. We'll do it two years from now. Perfect. When it's finally on sale. <laughs> so if it goes on sale during the winter Steam sale, Steam sale, Steam sale, are we all getting it? There's a, there's a possibility. And if it goes on sale during this winter sale, I'd, there's a really strong possibility I buy it too. Honestly. 
me too. But I kind of think it won't. Yeah, I, I feel like it might not. They're riding that high. They're taking all the revenue they can get. Yeah, yeah I don't blame them. <laughs> if it's 10% off, though, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> right, it's on sale. Another game, though, because of the awards that I now want to play is Alan Wake 2, even though it looks very scary, and I don't know if I could handle it. But Control was so good, and I really enjoyed that a lot. And now Alan Wake 2 turned out to be really good. Apparently, it won what, game direction, narrative, and art direction. Yeah, oh. and it was up there for game of the year. Yeah. yeah, and it was up there. A lot of people really loved it this year, so I'd really like to give it a shot someday. That How... one I'm less interested in, but I am curious why people love it so much. Yeah, I that is one that would end in inevitably goes on sale for how cheap control went on sale for. Yeah. I would probably want to pick it up and and try it out. I'm I'm curious about that one too. I like a good creepy game. So the question I is would be Curtis, very excited if their next announcement was Control 2. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, Control 2 would be cool. I mean, then they haven't they confirmed they're working on that? I think you're right. I think they have. So now yeah, the, the, the idea of the, the remedy verse too also pulls me in a little more that, you know, Alan Wake two is happening in the same places or same world, I guess, right. as control. Yeah. That makes it exciting. Oh yeah. Someday it was announced a year ago. It's gonna be so cool. So are you also going to buy Pikmin 4 because it won best strategy <laughs> slash sim game? I don't know. I never got into... I mean, I've played Pikmin 2 and 3, and I like them enough, but not like a ton. I don't know if I'm just not into that kind of game, maybe. Fair. But it won, and I was excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, Pikmin 4 awesome. is definitely the best Pikmin game. Um, that was the only nomination it got, right? I, I think, I think so. it was also best family oh, game. Oh, family game, too. Oh, yeah. But if you guys ever want to borrow it, I got the cartridge. Nice. Um, Spider-Man didn't win anything. Yeah, that's sad. But looking at every matchup, it's kind of hard to argue. I mean, I feel like there's an I I I don't know. I like Yuri Lowenthal as best. Actor. Oh, sorry. Yes, that one again. Haven't played Baldur's Gate three, but I mean. How could it, whatever whoever won for Baldur's Gate three? How could it not just be a really good version of a generic D and D character? That's all I'm saying. 
Well, when it goes on sale for 10%, we all yeah, buy it. I'll, we'll be, find out. I'll be weeping. We'll be like, whoa. <laughs> Wait, where's the soundboard? Oh, now I'm too slow. Now it's not going to be as funny. The rumors were true. Um, I was personally pulling for Ben Starr for that one because I think he did a great job as Clive Rossfield in the Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. I liked him a lot. He's also been like very uh, active on social media and stuff, like interacting with people and doing silly shenanigans. And it's honestly been really entertaining. There's a like one of the guys on Kind of Funny. He streams a lot. Andy, is that his name? Andy Cortez. Anyway. Yeah, that guy. And he was playing Mario Wonder, and he was reading like the um, I forget the little like caterpillar buddy, King King Florian is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Um, and he got he was reading his text or whatever. And he started doing different voices, and he tried to do a Clive Rossfield voice. And then Ben Starr saw it and was like making jokes about it. And <laughs> he was trying to say Puff Puff Peaks in his Clive Rossfield voice and like laughing. And then Ben Starr came and he's like, I actually did the Clive Rossfield voice about saying Puff Puff Peaks. And it was just funny. That's funny. So I'd, maybe I just like him as a person. He just seems like a funny guy going, Do not talk to me about Puff Puff Peaks and his like deep voice. <laughs> It's just it's a good time. He's been yeah, doing things like that on Twitter a lot. Yeah, he did an audition tape for Mario after yeah, the no, that's right. It's a me, Mario. Yeah. That was another thing that I think they should have done is had like a celebrating Charles Martinet thing. Yeah, oh, that yeah. good. Just like, yeah, that that's again celebrating video games like yeah yeah have him read the game of the ward in his mario Lord. voice yeah <laughs> why Mother hasn't he presented word? <laughs> really though why hasn't he presented anything i don't know and I, I like know. nintendo doesn't he said no for some reason yeah. yeah but i was i was honestly surprised when uh agia numa was there to accept the award for Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He accepted Breath of the Wild's Game of the Year, too, I think. Yeah. I just, I guess I just never expect them. I, is, has Shigeru Miyamoto ever been there? No. Or Masahiro I Sakurai? So. No, I don't think so. But yeah, Charles Martinet, that's a missed opportunity. Like, I wonder if they even tried. Yeah. Like, who else is going to celebrate him? This guy has been a pop culture icon for like 30 years. Yeah. yeah. That bugs me now. I'm <laughs> mad you said that. I'm sorry. Uh, any other awards you guys want to discuss or any games you feel like got snubbed? Um, or... I'm glad Hi-Fi Rush got an award. I didn't know what it was going to get, but I was hoping it was going to get something. Was it Best sound audio design? design. Audio yeah. 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 It's it's fine. I'm glad I got that. But what was the... I like the art direction one. I was kind of hoping you would get that one. It does have great wow. art direction. It does. 
and a lot of the animations and like cutscenes, how they flow from like in-game cutscene to like here's now it's just an animation like a cartoon, and now you're back into like the actual game just yeah. seamlessly. It was really cool. I did a lot of cool stuff like that. I think it was a, kind of a. I thought it was a solid contender for best action game too. But I also like the Armored Core Six one, even though I never played that game. Also, a game I wanted to play this year. Too many games. Uh, Starfield also did not win any awards. Yeah. After being hyped so much for it so was long. so hyped. What was it? Was it just nominated for Best RPG? Uh, I don't know if it was nominated for anything else. Uh, yeah, Best RPG was its only nomination. Um, yeah. And when you got Baldur's Gate 3 in there, that's a tough sale. Yeah. Just a few things. Do we... I, I disagree with this that DLC is counts as ongoing game. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I feel like they should just have a DLC award. Yeah, they should have a I best agree. expansion. The, the Chance Time Awards has DLC category sometimes when there's enough DLCs that came out <laughs> that we played. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, lumping that in with best ongoing is like, okay, sure. Yeah, and ongoing, like maybe they were trying to say like ongoing is a game that sucked and then they improved it over time. Yeah, the redemption yeah. arc. Yeah, but... None of the other I don't know games were if it's got constant updates for what three years now. I guess it's ongoing. But when you compare it to the other games in that category, it doesn't feel like it fits as much. Yeah. To me at least. Yeah. Um Best Independent Game, Sea of Stars, Best Debut Indie, Cocoon. Yeah, that was that made me happy too. Cocoon was great. Yeah. I like the Sea of Stars one. I haven't played that either, but I really, really, really like the Messenger a lot. So, yeah, it's cool to see that studio get some flowers. Uh, Cade played Sea of Stars, and he absolutely loved it. Yeah. So shout out to I Cade. Started it, but got distracted too quickly by other stuff coming out. Fair, Paul. Best fighting game, Street Fighter Six. I mean. There was actually competition here, so I was excited to see it win. Best family game, Mario Brothers Wonder. I mean, best family game always just seems like a weird category to me. But if something's going to win it, win it, it's probably Mario Brothers Wonder. Yeah. Best Adaptation, Last of Us. I don't know. I'm yeah, just scrolling. Category, through. which they started that last year, and we said they invented this for The Last of Us, so I'm glad. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. That one feels a little weird to me sometimes, but... Yeah, fair. It's okay. It is funny that Last of Us and Mario were even, like in a category to compete against each other for any Yeah, that's true, yeah. I still think most anticipated is a silly 
award too. But it's there. Well, that was Game Awards. Great. Oh, another wait, another interesting thing. Oh yeah. Please. Was Hogwarts Legacy even nominated for anything? I don't think it yeah. was. I don't think it was. Which is crazy. Hogwarts Legacy is literally the best selling game in the US this year. It's yeah. weird. Arby's that... All right. Everybody just heard the word Arby's because I clicked on a YouTube video and it deflated an ad. <laughs> uh, like, Hogwarts Legacy is kind of like Avatar to me, where it's like you keep seeing how much money it made and you don't hear anybody talking about it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a controversial game. And so maybe Game Awards didn't want to be a part of that. I also just, from what I've heard, it didn't really do anything new or exciting. So do you think the sales are to non-gamer people who just love Harry Potter? Yeah, I mean, I know, I think I know I think a specific case where someone in my neighborhood who doesn't really play games bought this because she really likes Harry Potter and had a good time with it. Which is totally fair, but I don't know. It didn't look like when the reviews and stuff came out and I was reading through them and stuff and, you know, it is polarizing and all that stuff for all the political reasons and all that that I don't want to get into. But the gameplay and everything as it was described didn't seem super exciting to me. I mean, I went over to um, Nick's house and... He showed it to me. It looked pretty cool to me. Yeah. Yeah, it was well reviewed. But yeah, I think it just got buried in this year. And yeah, maybe it's convenient. In another there. year, yeah, and in another year, I probably would have gotten nominated. But I just look at this list. The only one that I'm like, yeah, you could argue against is Resident Evil 4, Re Evil 4 Remake <laughs> just because it's a remake. But you can also make the argument that it is a remake and it did such a good job that it got nominated despite the fact that it's a remake. <laughs> right, but it is a little surprising to me that it didn't sneak into any category, you know? Yeah, I, I actually do find that surprising as well. I wish I have played all these games so I can give an opinion and not sound, you know, because again, I haven't played that game either, but I'm personally am not as surprised, but that's just me. Yeah. Well, yeah. do you guys want to play a game? Yeah. Sure. Or do you want to go to bed? <laughs> uh, you said it was quick, right? All right. This is a new twist on Happy. an old favorite. Uh, I just shared my screen with you guys. So this game is a new game, but it is. 
a new version of it. I am just, just want to say I'm enjoying the recommended videos on the side here on your screen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does paint a picture of what I, uh, what my YouTube is filled with. Uh, so everybody, welcome to the CTL Draft Golf. It really starts to get, get funky. Oh yeah, there you go. Man, that slap face. That's right. This is nice. Chance Time League Draft Golf. <laughs> this is basically the classic draft, except. This is out of 83 games, and the lowest score will win. These are all games that sold more than a million copies. So it is the top selling. And we're going back to the Nintendo Switch. So we're going to go snake style. If someone's going to start, then the next person's going to pick two. And then it's going to circle back to picking two. Um, but yes, these are the top 83 best-selling Switch games. But you want to pick the lowest. Oh, gosh. Sold, sold more than a million, though. Yeah. Sold at these least a Sold more than a million. Okay. Mm. Uh, nothing else qualifies. So if something sold zero and you picked it, does not qualify. Okay. At least a million. <laughs> How many rounds do we get? Uh, you each get five picks. Okay. This is significantly harder. This is a lot harder, yeah. I've got a game in mind. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go, you go I'll just throw first. it out there. I'm going to say Doom, the 2016 release that was done on Switch. That sound that everyone heard is me searching and there being no results. Whoa, okay. So Doom 2016 gets you zero points, Curtis. So a possible strategy here is to just get on the board. It's true, yeah. True. All right, Paul, you got two picks coming up. Okay, my first pick is... Dragon Quest Eleven, which I believe what's the, is a, what's the full name? A, yeah, Dragon Quest Eleven. I think it's Echoes in a Lucid, Echoes of an Elusive Age, or something like that. I think there's an extra letter in there somewhere too. All right. Oh yeah, it's, it's really it's, weird. The listeners know that I misspelled the word many times as they heard the little <laughs> ding sound, uh, but it eventually resulted into nothing. Oh, seriously? So Dragon really? Quest Eleven has not sold a million copies on Switch. Keep in mind, this is Is this just physical? Only, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. So I thought it was on the list. Yeah. All right, you get another pick, Paul. All right, let's go with Clubhouse Games. 
That's a good one. All right. You're on the board, Paul. I misspelled it again. That's why you heard the ding. Really got to turn that ding off. <laughs> uh, that gets you 4.64 million points. All right. That's pretty low. Man. Can you tell me the ranking on the list of that one? That is number 27 on the list. Still I though. <laughs> wow. All right, Curtis. Back to you. So I gotta get on the board, but I gotta get under that. Okay. Mm. Ooh, ooh. The the Brain Age Academy. Okay. Brain Age Academy, brain versus brain is on the list. Number 55 on the list, 1.94 million points. Can right, I pick again? Yeah, you get another one. Man, this is really hard. <laughs> uh. Oh, by the way, that song was the uh, Super Nintendo version of PGA Tour, the theme song. If you want to uh, listen to it at home. <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to think what else. This is pick number three for you, Curtis. Um, let's do Sonic Forces. All right. Searching Sonic. Searching forces. Oh, that was a big hit. I'm typing in your score of zero. Uh. <laughs> Not on there. <clears throat> Pretty sure that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Okay. All right, Paul. All right, I've got two ready to go. Okay. My dear friend, Pokin Tournament DX. I think that's what it was called on Switch. Ooh, that's a good. Pokin Tournament DX, number 64 on the list. Yes. 1.54 nice. million points there. Okay. But here's the thing. If Curtis just doesn't say anything else, he still wins. Um... Yeah, there's got to be like some kind of penalty for not getting anything on the list. <laughs> All right. So it should be lowest. Well, that doesn't even work either. Should I, should we just give you guys more guesses until you've filled out with the games with things on the Maybe. list, or should oh, zeros sure. be worth ten million points? Ooh, that's <laughs> brutal. <laughs> <laughs> I we'll we'll give you guys some more guesses. I think that that makes the most sense to kind of keep it weighted evenly. Okay. Shoot, I forgot what my other one was. Something okay. Kurt said reminded me of. Oh, Sonic Colors Ultimate. <laughs> All right, that is another zero for you. Oh, dang it. Sonic. Hey, Sonic, yeah. Um, 
All right, we're just gonna we're just gonna keep going snake style until you guys have five. Okay. Um, let's do advanced wars boot camp one plus two or whatever it is. That's another zero, <laughs> Curtis. Really? I thought I at least got a million. Yeah, I don't know how well that one sold, honestly. Okay, let's say uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze with Funky Mode. With Funky Mode. Okay, you picked number 28 on the list, Curtis. 4.62 million. All right, Paul, you've got three slots to fill still, and so does Curtis. Okay. Fire Emblem Warriors. Fire Emblem Warriors. That was a typo on my part. Uh, Fire Emblem Warriors, the original, or Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes? Uh, good, good the question. original. That is not on the board. Well, <laughs> <laughs> then my second guess will be Fire of the Warriors 3. That is on the board. Number 79. <laughs> One million yes. copies sold. There it is. One million? Yeah. You got it right on the edge. Yeah. Wow. I'll say the last six are one million exactly. Okay, I've got one. Okay. Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity. Number 35, 4.5. Oh, man, it's still four, too high. Four million exactly. <laughs> okay, here's my next one. Ready? I'm ready. This Hyrule Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. That is not on the list. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> okay, so far, you I each think have... we're on a good good uh, idea of Wii U ports. But yeah. <laughs> some of them are a little high. So, so far, you each have three picks. Paul, you have 7.18 million points. Curtis, you have 10.56 oh, million points. So, still, it's still anyone's still game. But, Paul, you have uh, two guesses right now. Okay. Um, uh, let's think. What is he going to say? Let's try Assassin's Creed, the Ezio collection. <laughs> Not on the list. Uh, okay. Um, let's try. Sorry, with the same publisher. Sorry, listeners, for all the dings that you hear. <laughs> but it is a clue <laughs> as to if they're going to get points or not. <laughs> let's go with the same publisher. The original Mario Rabbids. Not Sparks of Hope. I don't remember if the first one had a subtitle. 
The original Mario Rabbids. Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. That's what it is. It's the official name. Is number 53 on the list. Okay. And that's your 2 million points. Raising your score up to 9.18 million. And that puts the ball in Curtis's court. Will you make par? We're going to go with Bravely Default 2. Nice. It's not on the list, Curtis. Really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is okay. this is Wikipedia's list of best-selling Nintendo Switch games. Okay, here's, here's my other one then. Alive Alive. <laughs> It's, gonna it's be higher also than not on the list. No way. I don't. Wow. These are, keep in mind, these are physical copies sold. I mean, I figured I bought a physical copy of that one. I, I did too. I a few people would have at least. I am one of, we are both one of the less than 1 million. There are dozens of us. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Paul, you just have one more slot to fill. But you have two guesses to fill it. Okay. Um. Some of these what games about... I have never even heard of. Oh, good, good. Um. Can cut the suspense with a knife. He wants to secure the victory. I do. Let's go with Just Dance 2019. 2019. <laughs> it is not on the list. Really? That's crazy. Go all digital on that one, I guess. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that makes sense. Just dance digital only or something like that. I think they did go. I think you still get the like the physical box though. You can buy the case, but there's no game in it. But I think you get a download code, yeah. It's like a subscription too now. You can just get all the songs over. All right, Paul. You got another guess. For my children, let's go with Paw Patrol, Mighty Pups, Save Adventure Bay. It's not on the list. Dang it. Back to you, Curtis. I forgot the other one. I should start writing these down. Okay, how about Octopath Traveler? Curtis, that's number 52 on the list. Ooh, okay. Not bad. 2.16 million. Okay. Brings you up to 12.72 with another guess. Paul is currently at 9.18, but all it takes is a 5 million for him to kind of. Yeah, I've got to be careful money. here. Oh, I remember my other one. Do I have another guess? Yeah, you got another guess. I feel like this might backfire on me. Elder Scrolls 6 Skyrim. It is not on there. It's not on there? Let me just try Skyrim. Skyrim is not on there. Wow. Skyrim is Elder Scrolls 5, technically. 
Oh, you're right. Nova Scotia five. My bad. All right, Paul. Ah. Uh. It goes back to you. All right, let's go back to an old favorite. The Witcher three. It's not on there either. Oh wow. I don't even think I remember seeing a physical copy of The Witcher 3 on the Switch. Oh, they did it. I remember them did talking they? a lot about how'd you do it. Yeah, that's true. And they fit it all in one cartridge. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's a big deal. All right. I got another one, right? You do. Um... Some good ones on here that are still ripe for the picking. Some surprising ones on the lower end of the list, too, to me. Trying to imagine like walking around Walmart. I know that's what I'm literally I'm trying to do too. What physical things are on the shelf? There is a steep drop off when you hit ten million. Not that that's that important, but. Man, you really are trying to secure this win, Paul. Yeah, let's go with the uh, WarioWare Get It Together. It is on the list. And that might have secured you the win. 1.34 million yes. copies sold. <laughs> wow. Number 68 on the list. We did it. Three I mean, we can give you another guess, Curtis, but Paul's at 10.52 with a full ra a roster. You're at 12.72. Wow. Well, my so, next one is going to be Kirby's Return to Dreamland. It is on there. Number 65, 1.46 million. Oh. Surprised that sold over a million. Yeah, I wasn't sure about that one. Um, My kids actually love Kirby. Yeah. yeah some are of there the any Final Fantasy games on there? There are not. Hmm. There is uh, Dark Souls Remastered. Is one point one five million. Okay. Metroid Prime remastered is one point oh nine million. Oh. Bayonetta three one point oh seven million. Mm, that's a good one. Should have thought. Yeah, the lowest one that you guys guessed was Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, the exact million. Which you gave to me. <laughs> <laughs> About the what's the Astral Chain? Yeah, that, that one's going? on there. One point. 3 million. 
Nintendo Labo is on the list. 1.42 uh, million. Marvel Alliance, Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. Metopia is on there. Xenoblade Chronicles 3. These are all under 2 million. Uh, I've never heard of Dr. Kawishama's brain training for Nintendo Switch. <laughs> but that one sold 1.27 million copies. That's funny. <laughs> so it is a Japan, Europe, Korea exclusive. Did not release wow. in the US. They're all over there training their brains and they won't let us in. <laughs> all the all the Bayonetta games are sitting at around one million. What about the what's the one with the Travis guy? No more heroes. Uh, well, that one's not on there. By the way, there was no Sonic games on the list. Oh, wow. oh you misdirected us. I did. Um. Yeah, I mean, I like looking at these numbers, and I was like, "Why don't we do the lowest ones?" Yeah, I mean that's, that's a nice hard. little twist. Yeah. Well, congratulations. It make it a lot harder. To Paul. Thank you. Nicely done. Could have called it Lee Carvello's putting challenge draft. An homage to the Simpsons. Definitely could have. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the end of the episode. Congrats Indeed. to the Game Awards. Uh, Indeed. If you want to uh, chat with us about the Game Awards, join our Discord. The link is in the episode description. Uh or email us at chancetimepodcast at gmail.com. And is that all we say at the end? Am I forgetting something? Do you say thanks for coming to see James? Yeah. Besides that, is there any other like business things? Oh, I don't think so. Well, thanks for coming to see James. And of course, have a happy chance time day. Yeah. Tell your friends about Chance Time.